everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. I'm Vanessa Vitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is a podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group. They are the official sponsor of the show, and they do home, auto, and workers' comp, so check them out if you need some updated coverage. Just a couple of housekeeping matters before we get started. This podcast is available anywhere you can get a podcast. That's iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's Alexa. We even put them up on YouTube. So whatever your preference is for watching a show like this, we've got you covered. If you do happen to watch this on iTunes or any other place where you can write a review, we would totally appreciate that five-star review. Helps us get discovered by more awesome listeners just like you. So with all that out of the way, our guest today from SKC is Karen Donaway. Karen, say hi. Let the audience hear your voice. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. So happy to be here. We're excited to have you. Before we get started, I have to know, uh, what is it like to be named Karen in 2021 when uh, (laughs) the name has sort of become bigger than any one person? Kate, there are no words for this. (laughs) All I can tell you is I'm starting my own movement called Karens Against Karen. That's awesome. <laughs> I would hashtag that. Karen's Unite. I, I, I was going to say, so I bad. this came from, because like last year, when I say last year, I mean 2019. In 2019, it was a good thing. I remember it was associated with HR, and everybody would say like, Karen is not a name, it's a title to be earned. And then sometime in 2021, it got appropriated and flipped, and you know, like here we are. Yeah. Oh yeah, here we are, is right. It's to the point where I leave a different name when I place takeout orders now. I had it happen to me one time, I I left my real name and I just heard this just smirk, laughter, and I said, okay, that's it. My name is now Kent, it's Mm Kay. If you're not sympathetic to this plight, you need to be, because this could happen to anybody. Absolutely. Something bad could happen and it could be like the Vinnies of the world, you know, so you got it. We all need to get behind this. Let me know where I can sign up for Karen's against Karen. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hashtagging that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So today's icebreaker is what are you currently binging? And that could be books, movies, um, podcasts, food, TV. TV is the Mm. thing that most people jump to, but we've had food before. So, (sighs) sorry. Yeah, I guess I'll go first because I kind of just threw that at you. Um, I just finished the third season of Cobra Kai. I'm pretty sure it was the third season. I don't think the fourth Mm -hmm. season is out yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. It was so, so, so much fun. A little bit similar to the previous seasons, but I'm not sure how much they can reinvent the wheel. You know, like, I loved it though. It was just scenery chewing silliness with like some fights. I want to talk about it without necessarily giving anything away, but I felt like, you know, in the second season, there was a gigantic fight that kind of capped off the, the, the end of the season. And they revisited that in this one. And I was like, really again, with the same camera techniques and everything. But yeah, Karen, do you watch the show? I saw the first two episodes and you know what? That was really enough for me. I I was good with that. Not a big Karate Kid fan? Yeah, I get that. Mm. No, Uh, it's it's popular in my house, but not with me, so. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. It was a YouTube exclusive show 
And then YouTube just decided at one point, like, look, nothing against your show, but we just don't want to be in the scripted television game anymore. So they cut it off and Netflix was happy to pick it up. And it was the number one show in America you know, after they did that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. YouTube yeah. Boss. yeah, agreed. Yeah. This is actually what I was binging too. So we get two answers for the price of one time, you know, but. Nice. Yeah. So did um, you like season three? I think I liked season two more, but season three yeah. was definitely a lot of fun. Um, I feel like they're getting caught in this trap. So like we've we've talked on this show before, like I I definitely every season that came out binged Fuller House. And Fuller House is kind of in that same wheelhouse of we're taking this old thing and we're bringing it back and, you know, making it new. But Fuller House was definitely a lot more self-aware in the sense that it made jokes about the fact that it was shoehorning in stuff from like 30 years ago. When Cobra Kai does it, it seems like they just keep hitting that like nostalgia wheel because they think that's the best way to go. And I'm not always convinced of that. Like, oh, I don't want to give stuff away, but like, you know, Elizabeth Shue's character from the first movie, like, you know, I'm not convinced that she needed to be the one to come in and be like the, the wise person to impart all of the season three knowledge just because we could bring back a classic character. And they've right. been teasing some classic characters for season four and like, they found a way to shoehorn in the people from, you know, Okinawa that like they met in the second Karate Kid movie this yep. season. And I'm just like, how many people can he really come across, you know, that he knew like 40 years ago? I will give you that. But I would okay. also say that there is enough <clears throat> making fun of the main characters by the younger characters that it kind of makes up for that. Sure. I know it's a good show and I love it. This is one of the few chances where I got to be like, quote, cool. Cause I watched Cobra Kai like way before it was on Netflix. I was week to week yeah. on YouTube and now like the rest of the world is catching up with me. That never, ever happens, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> You're, pretty, You're pretty cool though, my friend. I know. All right. Karen, we just geeked out about Cobra Kai. What are you binging? Uh, I'm totally binging the crown. Oh my uh, gosh. Yes. I literally can't get enough of it. I'm obsessed with British royalty. <laughs> really? Me too. That's amazing. How have we never talked about this? I don't know. British royalty is kind of Pete's thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I, I, I totally get why Queen Elizabeth, even though she's like 95 years old, hasn't given up the crown. Yeah. Now I get she it. She made the promise. And and look who's next in line. I mean, really? Right? Seriously. Like Seriously. now he's like, <laughs> sorry, no shade to Prince Charles, but like. I don't think Prince Charles is gonna listen to this. You can feel free to really? can throw as much shade. At him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm so sorry, Prince Charles. You know. Like, <laughs> uh, I feel pretty confident that they're keeping tabs on me, but. Yeah. Um, he I would not been... be surprised if you were on their radar. I'm not kidding around. <laughs> exactly. So I think he was kind of a royal, got no pun intended, screw up for a lot, a lot, a lot of years. Like he made a lot of really, really bad, mm-hmm. bad decisions. But now, mm-hmm. what is he, 70 years old at this point? He's older and wiser and just steadier. I think it's safe now if she wanted to be like, all right, I'm done. It's safe. But I don't think she'll do it because of that promise she made. Yeah, I, I would rather skip right over him and go to William. <laughs> I think that would be better. 
I always thought that's what they would do, just from like a PR standpoint. But I mean, oh God, no, right. they can't do that. that no, they right. can't. I mean, not that they would actually say like, "Sorry, you are the weakest link. Goodbye." But I just mean like, if they would pass to him and he'd be like, "You know what? Mm, I'm okay not doing that." No way. He's we, been waiting we for about that on another episode. And Kate was like, "Absolutely not. That's not going to happen." That would. It would never. Well, because Parliament would not allow. It because the Constitution would not allow it. There would have to be like. Um, Do they care? I've always thought that like the British monarchy was just kind of a figurehead sort of like thing that doesn't matter these days. Is that not? Not again, according sorry, to the Prince Charles, If you're listening to this. Yeah, you know? I mean, it it is. <laughs> essentially true the magna carta took away a lot of the power that the royal family had but they still provide a real um meaningful symbolic what i don't i i'm not sure how to explain it but there are monarchists and they refer to themselves as monarchists mm -hmm. who like republicans and democrats in this country in in britain you have monarchists who believe that they deserve to be in the positions that they are in. And I'm not sure that anyone truly really believes in the fact or the idea that they are touched by God. You know, the divine monarchy was was a thing that people truly believed in at one point. And I'm not sure we're there anymore, but but yeah, it's a thing. Oh. Hair just went really weird. I keep meaning to watch the show. <laughs> um, I'm a huge Helena Bonham Carter fan, and I hear that she's amazing on that show. I just she, haven't got the acting. Oh, the acting is is fabulous, and yeah, uh, yeah, I can't get enough. And, and this season, season four, they introduced Diana, and oh my gosh, the drama! Oh, it's drama! So fun. You could so ring fun. it out. There's so much drama. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's great. Hmm. Really great. All right, I'll definitely get on that. In the meantime, tell us about uh, SKC. Oh. Love to. Uh, so uh, SKC is um, a mid-size a CPA firm, and we're located in Booton Township, New Jersey. Uh, we're kind of tucked away in the woods of Booton Township, which is is really nice. We're right next to Pyramid Mountain Park, um, so it's it's a beautiful surroundings. Um, our firm is we're 25. Before you leave that, 25. are you getting a lot of use out of it these days? The firm or the park? The park, the building. <laughs> the park, yes. The view. <laughs> Not the building, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're a firm of 25, and interesting fact, uh, we are 20 women out of 25. We just hired the fifth male uh, CPA who just joined our staff, uh, God bless him, but uh, <laughs> we're a lot of women. Um, Two-thirds of the senior leadership team is women. Our managing partner is female. So uh, very interesting dynamic uh, in terms of the CPA world, for sure. Uh, so we, we work exclusively with entrepreneurs and small business owners. Um, we have a unique client service model that really fits working with entrepreneurs. Um, we dress them very holistically. So for entrepreneurs, their, their business life, their personal life, it's all wrapped into one. The, the lines between the two are very blurry. So we kind of, uh, we address their needs, their, um, their goals as personal and business together. So we, our job is to uh, have their business 
be the vehicle that gives them the personal life that they're looking for. So we're just very hands-on. I mean, obviously we do all of the compliance work, the um, monthly accounting, closing the books, bookkeeping, uh, tax, uh, I'm sorry, financial reporting, and then anything in the way of tax reporting, tax planning, business personal, all of that. But um, honestly, I think where we're, we're a little bit different is that we're uh, very strong on the advisory side. And for entrepreneurs and, and small business owners, that's uh, it's super important for them to have that. Um, I, I think that really when we go in there and we take care of their, their books and their numbers, we know the numbers are solid, they're good. Yeah, every entrepreneur business owner wants to know how they did last month or last quarter, but, um, but honestly what's important to them is what's next, what's, what's coming down the pike for them. So that's where the real work begins for us. It's kind of like, you know, the, the compliance stuff has to get done, but the real work starts once the numbers are, are there and solid. So uh, that's so how we approach it. Can you talk a little bit about your culture? Because I know that you've got some really interesting internal, not policies, but I heard that you, you do like office yoga. And I'm guessing that these really interesting employee resources and policies are like, because there are so many of you who are women, um, I think mm -hmm. women tend to, to be more inclined to say, yeah, I'm going to do some yoga at the office. And, oh, a bunch of my friends who also work here want to do this with me. Okay. And suddenly it's like a, a weekly thing or a monthly thing. And I just think that's so cool. I know I personally wouldn't be inclined to do weekly yoga at work. So. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. I'd have to be kind of forced into it. Like someone would have to drag me. We could arrange that too. It's yeah. happened. <laughs> we can make that happen. Yeah. Mm. Uh, no, but it's true, Kate. I mean, to your point, our the culture at SKC is quite unique too. Not just in the in a CPA firm world, but definitely for a business our size, the resources that are available to us um, are are really out there. For it's very forward thinking. If you know, in terms of the size of our of our business. Um, I think one of the best things that came to SKC really that we created is the daycare. It's called SKC's Little Stars. So there's an on-site daycare and uh, it's been a game changer for you know the, uh, the young parents in our firm to be able to bring their babies you know, at a four months old coming to the office, but knowing that they're only you know, a door away basically from them and being able to offer that. Uh, really unique, but very effective and staff loves. We all love it. It's like having little puppies in the office. Like, you, so uh, that's, that so is to me one of the best no, things. There's no designated that, area where this stays. They're like running wild through the office. I could see that getting really distracting. No, no, no. <laughs> no, there is a designated area, but it is accessible right through a door if you wanted to go and um, and see the kids and, you know, whatever. So the parents that, you know, they have the closed circuit monitoring and all that right at their desks. But um, I think just the feeling and, and knowing that they're right there with them, it's it's a game changer. So I would never um, be at my desk. I would always be. 
I was going to say, I would never be at my desk. I would all, every spare minute, like every coffee break, I would just be like, hey, what are we finger painting today? Want to read a book? <laughs> what do you think? Should we just make some it's yarn? It's great. Friends? This is not even like know. looking after her own child. This is just Kate wants to finger paint. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. But what I was going to say, the other side of it would be, would just be like the truckload of money that would save you, you know, on daycare. Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. I can't even imagine. Oh, looks like Karen might be. Yeah, I was going to say, did we lose we Karen? Go. This is an no, awesome screenshot, by the way. Oh, here we go. <laughs> right. There we go. You're back. <laughs> Yeah, so I did want to tell you a little bit too about the wellness program, which of which yoga is is a part of it. But um, we do have you know wellness for the employees too. Well, for all staff members, really, we have a, a masseuse that comes in, a, you know, therapeutic massage during tax season once a week, and on-site yoga, and um, just all kinds. Of, we have a, um, a health and wellness coach that comes in and, and talks to us um, every other month. So. Really, they care a lot about the, um, you know, the well-being of, of the staff. And we have a, a full-on uh, professional development program, too. Um, just every firm member has that. So opportunities are there for you. You know, whatever you want your career to be, where you want it to go, um, is, is attainable. So... Uh, that is very unique. So incredible. That is just so absolutely incredible. Wow. What a thing to be mm -hmm. proud of. What a... We got to drop weekly therapeutic massage into the suggestion box here, you know? <laughs> Give it a try. I know Give Michelle Sakurka listens to this show, so just consider that me dropping it into the suggestion box. <laughs> like it. Weekly therapy. We, we would have to be at the office in order to participate right. in that, though. It's not like right now. Gives us time to implement right. it, you know, think about the logistics, you know, but... I got to assume know, maybe, we'll be back one day, so. <laughs> and, you know, maybe some finger painting. Like, is that really that too much different. to ask? I don't know. Not too <laughs> I'm much. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So something else that I, I that I did want to mention, too, that a lot of people don't know about SKC, um, and, again, this is just part of our culture and part of our core values, is um, that we, we host um, – monthly networking groups at our firm and we open it to our clients to our strategic partners we're always looking for ways to connect our clients to other people that they can do business with or other people who can make their business better so we're all about connections um, we run two mastermind groups at the office uh the mitch sharp who's our founding partner he uh, facilitates these groups unbelievable what comes out of this it's like a you know peer-to-peer -peer mentoring but uh, this is a chance for business owners to really you know talk about obstacles and roadblocks that they're experiencing and help each other with that so uh, it's a little bit different and um, we just started a young professionals networking group because one of our younger CPAs said I don't fit in with any of those other people in those networking groups you're all too old so, I know. Hard to believe, but oh, yeah. I so, can't imagine taking that personally. <laughs> no, not at all. I love not it. at all. So we started a new one for her. But uh, and yeah, networking on the map. Is Mac. she the only one there? <laughs> you know, like, no. Okay. No. <laughs> so, so tell us about your clients. Yeah. When they come in, um, what do you find is most important to them? 
I have to say, I mean, with entrepreneurs, again, they they are working usually in their business when we meet them. They're wearing multiple hats. They're trying to do it all. And uh, what we try to help them with is see that that's really not the best use of their time. Um, they would be better served working on their business and, and letting others come in. Like sometimes we'll put a bookkeeper in there. Uh, definitely when we come in to do monthly work for them, that's super helpful. But again, what, what they want and what keeps them up at night is, is that thought about what's next. Like, how do I know when it's time to hire? Can I afford this? Like, what do I do? Is this employee really working out for me? And you name it. I mean, there's questions that keep them up at night all the time. So um, we've actually uh, started a, a new service line, but it's something that we've, we've always used is uh, data analytics. And it's where now we have the ability to take uh, data from multiple sources. So maybe it's their accounting software along with their CRM software, along with their you know, email marketing software, um, combine metrics and be able to answer those burning questions for them. You know, how am I doing? How can I do this? What does next month look like? What does next year look like? And very easily we can manipulate data to give them the what if scenarios and it's, it's not a crystal ball, but when you can visually show an entrepreneur what happens when you make this change or what happens when you make that change, it can catapult them you know, to the next level very quickly. So um, that's it's been very effective and we're super excited about launching this, this brand new service line um, officially. But um, yeah, clients are loving it. What, a, what an incredible value. Yeah, I think, you know, as I said, entrepreneurs are unique and um, when they're, they've got one business going, their brain and their mind is already six steps down the road. So they may want to think about branching out, uh, buying a building, starting another business, uh, starting a nonprofit. I mean, they're just, they're always moving and shaking and um, you just have to be able to handle that, to be nimble enough and be really aware uh, for them. So that's what we do, and, and we do it really well. That's oh. SKC. Fantastic. All right, I think on, on that note, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back, and it is now time to play my favorite game, Awful or Awesome, which today is brought to us by The Connection, New Jersey's premier managed service provider. I'm going to name three things and we each have to decide quickly if they're awful or awesome and then be prepared to defend your answers. Are you ready? Definitely. First up. First up is HGTV. And I will go first because I added this specifically because I am recently obsessed with HGTV. I'm not I don't own a home that I am fixing up. I don't have any reason at all to watch this. But I am, I cannot watch enough Good Bones and Fixer to Fabulous and all of the other, I don't even know all the names of them. And as a result, I now use words like laminate flooring and Carrera marble and transom windows. <laughs> awesome. I am full on awesome with HGTV. And I never thought I would be that person, but I totally am. Uh, I got to go with awesome. I got to say yeah. awesome. And 
I, I think I love it so much because those, the before and afters happen so quickly. I, I get this like, it's a very tidy little thing for me and I, I feel great about it when it's over. Um, yep. Watching the demo that. is so cathartic. Oh, the best. Yeah, yeah. I go it, awesome. It makes, me, it makes me want to own a sledgehammer and just be like, Arr! right? <laughs> Yes. You just start tearing down the walls and then you have no plan for how you're going to build it all back up. It's, it's like, all right, step one is done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go What about you? Yeah, awful. I don't know. I, I don't watch a lot of HDTV, but in the few times that I have, it's always made me really mad. So I, I can think of like two shows that I remember. So the first is, and I don't know what it was, but it was like one of those shows where they bring people around and they try to buy a house. And... Mm. You know, they'll be like, all right, my budget is $3 million. He's a journalist and I'm an elementary school teacher. And I'm like, oh, wait, really? So like, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's always that fair. kind of thing, you know? That's fair. Um, so yeah. that always gets me. And then like the other one I remember watching and, and Tara was binging this and I had nothing better to do. So I sat down and watched like eight episodes of it was the one where the people try to buy the really little houses not like oh. on the normal side little, but like, you know, you're basically buying like a closet and, you know, making that your entire house. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it makes me mad, not because I think it's wrong to do it. Like, you know, if, if that's what you want and, you know, you can make your life work in a small space, by all means, save the money. But it, it's like when they start to get like aggravated with the host and they're like, well, where am I going to put my TV? And I'm like, I don't know, buy a bigger house. Like, you know, <laughs> and then when they've got kids, I get even more mad because I'm like, uh you're going to force this on a kid and you know, like when they're going to want to have friends over and stuff, you know, it's so no it good. It just occurred to me in this moment, the implications of owning a tiny house on purpose in COVID times. Like I live in mm. about 1200 square feet and sometimes it feels like the walls are closing in on me. I live and I work and I eat and I play and I sleep, do all of this in just these four walls. What if it was like a thousand square feet or 500 square feet? I would, mm -hmm. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I don't even know how big the houses were square footage wise, but I mean, I want to paint a picture for you. We're talking about like a loft um, with like a closet underneath it, a kitchenette and a toilet. And that was the entire, you know, house. So yeah, I just, I can't imagine That's A, not. doing that to a kid and B, doing that at all, but yeah. No. No, but it just makes me not. mad because when they start getting in the host's face, like, well, I've got all my shoes and where are they going to go? <laughs> <laughs> that is a really valid point. Sometimes the people who go on the uh, the shows, you just want to adjust their expectations for them, right? Yeah. want to help them adjust those expectations. It's like what they really wanted was actually a pretty big house, but they just wanted it to cost $30,000. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right, next, next? <laughs> next up is COVID holidays. And so by that, I mean, like none of us got the holidays that we probably wanted. Like there was no big family dinner, I hope in most cases. Right. Um, but was it terrible? So I guess I'll go first again. I, I thought it was awesome. It was really, really, really quiet. There, there wasn't all the running around. There wasn't the party. There wasn't the this. There wasn't, it was really quiet. And I kind of liked it. I wasn't mad about that. What about you guys? Well, I have to say, I wasn't mad about it, but I think it was awful. I mean, I just, yeah. what <laughs> it's a, COVID times. 
what a letdown from what it typically is. And I just, I look forward to the holidays so, so much all year. So I, I have to go awful. I do. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Then I'm going to go awesome-ish. I think I had almost the holiday I absolutely wanted. Um, around, I want to say Thanksgiving was when that next big surge was either kind of coming up or yeah. already on us. So I did Thanksgiving over Zoom with my family and I, I loved it. You know, yeah. it none of the travel, none of the drama. It was just I like, hey, everybody, how you doing? So. An hour later, we're done with Thanksgiving. It's perfect. Um, Makes sense. Oh. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. Uh, I, but I think about like all of them in general. I remember in March, maybe let's say April, I felt really bad for people who had April, May birthdays. I was like, wow, you guys are really going to get the short end of the stick this time around, you know? Little then, did you, you know. know it, it started like going out like, oh yeah, I guess those June birthdays too in the July. And now it's everybody. Like nobody got out of that. <laughs> nobody <laughs> oh, got a good no, birthday. No, no one's all touched. We're all in the same boat now. <laughs> yeah, and even the people from last year who had really fun, great January, February, early March birthdays, they're all going to suffer this year, right? So mm -hmm. it's not even like it's going to even out. So, oh, well. Uh, okay, last one is holiday decorations post New Year's. So um, I'm in the awesome camp. I'm just taking all the firsts. I'm, I'm going first every single time, I guess. Let me ask a qualifying question. <laughs> How post are we talking? Okay. Wow. It didn't occur to me to be able to answer that, but so I just finally took my stuff, most of my stuff down last weekend. Uh, so we're filming this mid January. So I waited kind of sort of maybe a week and a half, two weeks ish, two weeks, but I mm. think you can get away with it later, especially this year. Um, Valentine's day is pushing it, I think, but I am not somebody who takes stuff down on the 26th or even the 31st. I want to like extend it as much as possible. So that's where I'm at. Sharon? Uh, Kate, I'm in your camp. Definitely. I totally accept the fact that I live with someone who is in the other camp. So it's a, it's a little bit of a battle. So, oh my God. I would leave up the decorations literally for a month after Christmas. Mm -hmm. I, I don't mm -hmm. see any problem with that. I, I It's too short year, to begin with. Yes, it's too short to begin with. And this year, I put them up the week before Thanksgiving. Usually, I wait for the long weekend, and I'll put them up like the Saturday after Thanksgiving. This year, it was like the week before, because I just needed it. I needed the brightness. I needed the tree. I just needed it. I like to think that I'm a pretty good person, but in this field, I guess my heart was made three sizes too small. Because right, I'm just like, oh, December 26th, oh. I don't want to see that tree anymore. I think it mostly has to do with like the amount of space that it takes up in the living room and how it shifts everything else around. I feel like I'm making a concession for it in the first place. Like I have oh. to bend my life to allow for this gigantic monstrosity in my living room. Um, and then once You're once that time, like you know, December twenty fifth is over. If if I wasn't too lazy to do it, like midnight, I'd be like, you know, taking the thing down. Your child is still young enough that she believes yeah. in Santa and the magic. Right. You should feel yeah. obligated. That doesn't take to... anything away from that to not have the tree up after Christmas. I disagree. Yeah. 
if anything, yes. you know, she's she's in this boat where she's too young for me to like explain that he's not coming back until next year. <laughs> you know, I need to be like, Christmas is over. We're moving on to the next holiday. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's too young for me to explain that he's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's coming spoiler alert kate you know there are people out there listening to this show i might even beep that <laughs> um no I, I think a lot of it you know if, if you follow njbia's youtube channel you know you watch our podcast you know that my favorite holiday is halloween yep. it is not socially acceptable for me to keep all the halloween stuff up until christmas so why should it be socially acceptable to keep all the Christmas stuff up until Valentine's Day? That's all I'm saying. It's different. I mean, not, that's why. Why yeah. is it different, though? It's different. <laughs> Christmas is joy. Halloween is scary. Spookiness. and hit me right in my too small heart. <laughs> yeah. I think Halloween has better candy. I'll give you that. I've never been a candy cane fan. And I've never seen any kind of like Christmassy candy corn. I actually just had a handful mm. of candy corn yesterday, left over from Halloween, and I was really enjoying it. But uh, oh. yeah, Halloween is better candy. But I'm I guess gonna put this on the table. This is probably going to be the unpopular opinion, but <laughs> I think we're talking like perfect in each case. I think perfect Halloween decorations are much cooler than perfect Christmas decorations. Just putting that out there. Kate's thinking about it, so I, I think she agrees with me. I agree. I don't know that because perfect in both cases would be equal. Like if right. you've got like the beautifully perfect decorated like lights and like a you know a Santa climbing a a chimney like and you've got like a perfect graveyard scene. I saw some really in, ingenious, hilarious um, Halloween decorations on yards this year. Mm. I think they would be equal. I don't think that they would Halloween would be better. I think part of it is that there's no um, standard for Halloween decorations. <clears throat> so whereas Christmas, I walk down the street and you know you see a few lights up on one house, you see just about the exact same thing on the next house. There, there's no variety. It's you know it's just you see one, you see them all. Halloween, people get a lot more diversified in what they do. Didn't your parents drive you around when you were a kid to look at other yeah. people's Christmas lights? Yeah. So yeah. they didn't all look the same. No, but like I'm talking about the average house, it all looks the same. I Yeah, but nobody drove you around to look at Halloween decorations. And I'm not as good Snap! off for it. Snap! <laughs> <laughs> all right, Karen, all right. tell us about what you do at SKC. What's your role there? So uh, my role at SKC is um, I'm the director of marketing, and I am also in, heavily involved in the business development side of things uh, for the firm. But I guess my real role there is to be the voice of the firm in in every sense. I mean, uh, just you know, outwardly community outreach, uh, written the written word, the uh, social media, digital presence, um, you name it. It's visually comes from the marketing department. Um, and one of my favorite parts of my job, honestly, is being able to meet people. And I'm, I'm out and networking and um, you know just meeting people all the time. COVID, obviously, it's a little bit different. Everything is virtual. But still, I mean, that that's my job, is to get the, um, the SKC brand out there 
and take us out of the woods of boot out to the big playing field. And um, that's what I do. And uh, love every minute of it. I'm involved in the, uh, you know, the strategy of the growth of the firm, um, the, obviously the, the marketing strategy for the firm, uh, what tactics we'll use to, to implement that. And uh, yeah, I say I have the best job in the firm. I don't have to go through tax season. Uh, awesome. <laughs> I hate to say it. But <laughs> I would agree with you. That I sounds do. like an awesome job. I love it. That's great. Keeping that in mind, we have this segment of the show where we like to try to give advice to uh, other businesses. So what would you say as a marketing expert would be your advice for people who want to better market themselves during the pandemic? Um, I would say take advantage, take full advantage of the virtual environment that we're in. Uh, you know, oftentimes it is hard to do public speaking. Many people shy away from it. Uh, it's much easier to do public speaking when you're not in front of a real crowd, um, take this opportunity to find your voice, to um, find fine tune your message and put it out there. Play around with it a little bit. I mean, um, the, the virtual environment can can work wonders for that. And I would say also to take the time to develop your your thought leadership. Um, think about what it is that that you know that's unique for your industry or um, for your field and, and create a brand for yourself really work on that personal branding. Um, that this time, people are more likely to be on social media, more likely to uh, read what your posts are, your blog, uh, watch your little video. Um, this is the time, take advantage of it. Okay, and speaking of taking advantage of it, anything coming up you wanna promote? Uh, of course, why not? <laughs> uh, Definitely, definitely want to let people know that uh, we have formally um, created the SKC Foundation. It is now a, a certified 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, it is our nonprofit arm of the firm. Um, we now have it up on our website and the initiatives that we had always been doing, you know, the charitable uh, donations we've made and all of that now have a real home and we can do even more with it. So I'm super, super excited about that. So um, that will all be, you know, coming out on social media, but it, you could check that out on our website as well. And um, just throwing it out there, uh, every month we do a office hour uh, session, which is like a virtual business forum. And our managing partner, Sarah Crom, hosts that. All kinds of great information for business owners and, uh, you know, people who are in the uh, CFOs and, and things like that running running businesses. Tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., our office hour is dedicated completely to the new COVID relief bill. Um, it's something, I, I can't believe we have so many people already signed up to do that, to uh, attend this because it's it's confusing and there's a lot out there and PPP is, is back again, reared its ugly head again. So a uh, lot to, uh, to learn there. So, um, you can go to our website, skcnco.com, and go to our events calendar, and uh, you can sign up for it if that's something that you would find beneficial. Great. Fantastic. So if people want to go to the, the firm, they can do skc.com. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, best way to reach me uh, via email, info at skcnco.com, uh, and emails will come right to me. 
Wow, they really issued you a very generic email address, didn't they? Well, it's an accounting firm, Vinny. What can I say? You know. <laughs> All right. I guess that's the show. I think that that is the show. Um, what a great show that was too. I had so much fun. Liz, uh, thank you to our listeners, especially the subscribers. We really, really appreciate the support. Uh, thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group. They provide home, auto, and workers' comp, and they are the official sponsor of the show. So if you need some updated coverage, check them out. Thank you to The Connection, our sponsor for the Awful or Awesome segment. That was really fun to have that. Um, and finally, thank you to Karen Donaway of SKC for joining us today. We were thrilled to have you and all karens out there in the world (laughs) and all the karens out there in the world stand united (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys i love it thank you (laughs) 